not the night or the show that we had in mind. What we do have a series here in the NBA Finals, 1-1 as the Denver Nuggets drop their first home game of the playoffs. Welcome into the DNVR Nuggets Losers Lounge. Wow. Wow. Not as fun. Uh, plenty to talk about. Plenty I'm sure people are upset about. We're going to dive into as much as we can. Masterpiece from Yoke. The Nuggets lose another masterpiece from Jokic in these playoffs. I think now 0-3 when he goes over 40. A lot to talk about. Welcome in to the lounge. I'm Brendan Vogt, Adam Mares, Harrison Winder at the arena tonight. We'll hear Is from he them. Jinxing the Denver Nuggets. Congratulations, Adam. Way to go. We'll hear from them later. I've got a panel with me. I'm excited, as always, to talk about the Nuggets with, even through a loss. We win together, we suffer together on the far end there. Superstar Dev. That one makes me sad because everybody was so ready, so ready to go up 2 0. The bar was popping. <laughs> they were ready to go up 2 0. You guys at home were ready. Denver was not so ready. So. It's a series now, y'all. It's a series. Next to Dev, it's Eric, also known as Eric. That's right, guys. It's me, Eric. Um, you know, in every life, a little rain must fall. It's been falling in Denver uh, solidly for the last week plus. Um, I think that the most common pick I saw, including my own and yours and yours, was Nuggets and Five. And you can't have Nuggets and Five without a loss. So, uh... Let's go. Look, the playoffs are supposed to be full of adversity. This is supposed to, yes, this is the, the most difficult matchup, the finals. So let's dive into it. Figure out why they lost this game. Figure out what can be deader, better in game three. We're going to get everyone's big takeaways. We'll do a little quick recap. I know no one really wants to love, live through this. Um, first quarter, Miami gets a nice start. They go right to Bam on the first possession. It's hideous. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling great. Uh, but then Max Struess gets going. A ton, an absolute ton of defensive miscommunication from Denver tonight. Are we switching? Are we not? And it's not on any one player. Christian, Bruce, KCP, Mike. We saw from all of them. Yep. They let Miami shooters get comfortable early. Uh, Jokic gets going a little bit. Turns the corner on Bam for his first basket. But they're still fighting against uh, these threes. Miami goes up. Uh, 21 to 12. Spolster takes a timeout with 4:12 remaining. Mike hits a big three, but Struess again. We talked about the regression from the shooters. Miami shooters did regress. Yep. Denver's did not. Max Struess was hot. Second quarter, Christian Brown some big minutes. Almost hits a sombor. Picks up a jumper off the floor. A brown bore. A, a brown bore. Uh, drains a shot he hasn't even taken in his NBA career, let alone hit. Gets a deflection. Uh. Then eventually gets a steal, a big layup, a lot of Christian Brown going on in the second quarter, and it changes everything for Denver. Jeff Green hits some big free throws, a big three, and Denver is cruising in the non-Jokic minutes in the first half. The starters are getting rocked. The non-Jokic minutes, Bruce Brown, Christian, Jeff, they are stepping up. Uh, they're in a rhythm now. Jeff hits that three, then AG hits a three. Jamal has that monster and Damn one it, dunk. Man. The Denver Nuggets are on a 27-6 uh, to 6 run to rip control the game back. Quick 8-roll run from the Heat. It's a 57-51 to 51 lead going into the halftime. Third quarter, it's all about Nikola Jokic. 18 points in the quarter, a one-man battering ram. Cody Zeller was in there. It, wasn't, uh, it didn't work. It was never going to work. Jokic dominates. However, on the other side of the ball, Duncan Robinson is starting to get hot. Uh, that's going to matter. He hits shots all throughout the second half. He has one big play in the fourth quarter where he takes it to the rim. Big, strong finish. Not what you would expect uh, from Duncan Robinson. Miami goes zone in the fourth again. Denver initially struggles against it in uh, without their shooters on the floor. Shooters come back in. It's not that they're hitting shots. The spacing's different. And we see what we saw in game one. Jokic eating. Jokic eating up space in the middle of the floor. He is extremely aggressive in this game. He has recognized his teammates aren't going to carry him home. Uh, but some tough calls. A bunch of calls don't go Denver's Bro. way. There is a miss goaltending call on Bam Adebayo on a Jamal layup that definitely factored into that final possession. They missed Jimmy Butler stepping clearly on the uh, baseline before kicking it out to a wide-open three-point shooter. There was a lot of stuff that went against Denver. Um, there's a KCP shooting foul. He had, like, three of those in the in this game. Mike had a bad turnover or a misrelocation. Yoke throws it out of bounds. Mike fouls on a dunk, goes to 11. Denver fights back. They get it all the way to a three-point game. In the final possession, Jamal's three goes in and out, 
And again, that non that missed goaltending call really seems to matter there. Uh, but there are a large handful of reasons why Denver is not 2-0 in the NBA Finals. Let's run through some of them. Superstar Dev, what is your big takeaway as the Denver Nuggets drop their first game at home? I mean, first off, you have to tip your hat to Miami. Uh, oh. They really did play extremely well and bounce back spot for them. Um, they haven't been to Denver and won a game in that arena yeah. in a very long time. They got beat to sleep in the first game, and they said that they were going to make changes, and they made those changes. Yep. So I want to tip my hat to them. But also, just looking at it, in a game that you have KCP minus 14, Jokic minus 11, and Michael Porter Jr. minus 15, in a game that you only lose by three. It's brutal. That, that just goes to show you the type of performance, type of game that they had. Um, so um, I think a lot of the credit just goes to Miami and how well they played, and Denver didn't have those guys that stepped up. Um, on their side of things. Eric, what do you got yeah, for us? I mean, take, the big takeaway is that, um, like I indicated, like it, it was never going to be this easy. Uh, it is, you look, when you just look at the, the performance of everybody, like Denver just needs guys to step up and play alongside Nikola Jokic, who was, of course, transcendent tonight. Michael Porter Jr. was atrocious tonight. KCP was more liability than he was asset um and just at the end of the day though it just wasn't quite uh they came out they weren't very crisp like the miami Heat clearly were very tired in the first game like you could tell that they were way more energized coming out they basically took command of this game right off the bat they rushed out to a, what like a 10 point lead like pretty similar to what denver did to, did to them last game and then the Nuggets spent a lot of time fighting back. You got an absolute masterpiece from Nikola Jokic, but it's just, it's, you know, it's unfortunate that we couldn't get, Jamal showed up at the end. We got a little bit of Jamal and, and, and Jokic going down the stretch, but there were just, there were so many just ridiculous miscues. 50-50 balls not going the way of the Nuggets. Uh, a lot of like very clear flopping from the Miami Heat, but you know this that's gamemanship. I don't even uh, blame them for it. Um, just a lot of like gumming up the game, slowing it down. It got really gross there, like in the middle of the fourth quarter. But then the Nuggets responded. It's just like we have one shot that bounces off the back of the rim, and we're uh, we're going into overtime. So it's hard to get too upset unless you just like want to be upset. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, it's easy to be upset when you drop a finals game. I get it. But some of it is tip, tip your hat to Miami. Some of it is what could Denver have done better. And there was a lot that Denver could have done better. My big takeaway is the defensive discipline was horrendous. I mentioned all those miscommunications yeah, early. There was another one I missed in the fourth. KCP and Christian Brown, I yep, believe. Yep. Uh, they both went with the other shooter. They left Gabe Vincent. He had a real look for Christian Brown. as Wide open say, I'm the wrong guy to leave. That stuff was happening all night. Individual defense was bad. Michael was horrible. Uh, Jamal did not defend well. KCP fouled three shooters in this game. So you got to stop. You got to find a way to defend without fouling, which they have been able to do in these playoffs. And the defensive discipline was just all the stuff that they had really tightened up yeah. and ironed out. And that's gotten them 12-3 and three to this point. Yep. It, it just wasn't there. There's a little bit of, if you look at that Miami, that game one, some of that was true too. Denver's defensive game uh, discipline was not good. Miami missed those shots. Yep. Tonight, Miami shoots, what was it, 48% from three? Yep. Uh, 17 of 35, so not as much room for error. And there was a lot of error on Denver's part. There's a lot, a lot of, of error. We'll, we're going to run through just about all the players, what we saw for them tonight, the good, the bad, what we can expect going forward. We'll start in that regard where all things start with the Denver Nuggets, and that's big number 15, Nikola Jokic. 41 Jokic. points on 61 of, tw of 28 from the field, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 turnovers, minus 11, though, because, again, Miami's starters rolled. There's that sweet graphic. Dev, another 40-piece that Denver drops, another 40-piece from Jokic. What would you see from him tonight? I, I felt like he wanted to go into this as a Jokic, you know, type of game and performance where it's a lot of team focused type of things. But the game called for him to have to you know, score yep. a lot more. And that's kind of where not I'm not going to say that because he didn't lose the game, but they went to what they wanted Denver to do. They wanted Jokic to go insane and not get everyone else involved. 
Guys are not making shots when he's making his passes that he usually does. Um, guys are getting covered the entire time where he's like, okay, it's late in the shot clock. I have to, you know, take advantage of my mismatch. And we know that he could score every single time. And we see another big score night. But I'm sure that this is not a game that Jokic is happy with. He likes when he could get the ball popped. He likes yeah. when he could get everyone else involved. And they kind of played him to what they wanted to do. So that was the game plan going in, and they went with it. Jokic is incredible. He hit every big shot. He's knocking down three-pointers. Um, you know, he's winning all individual matchups. And you can't even put a zone on him. And I feel like they tried to do that a lot of times. But it, it just played into what Miami wanted. And I wish that Denver would have did things better early so that he didn't have to revert to this. I know, man. Like, the biggest, the most telling thing is that Jokic had four assists. And that doesn't mean that he was not passing the ball or not uh, getting the ball in good places. Like, dudes just weren't hitting shit. They just weren't doing anything with it. The Miami Heat, like, S, like, up their defensive pressure tenfold from last game. Um, the middle of the paint was gummed up a lot. There wasn't a lot of room to operate. Uh, and they were kind of funneling the Nuggets into doing, you know, what you're talking about. is like making Jokic shoot or, you know, like, Re- relatively uncovered mid-range shots that they weren't really prepared to take and they were just missing. Um, you know, like, there's some part of this, too. We've all been flying so high for yes, the last right, man. week. We pl- I mean, it's just been, like, a nonstop party. It's, like, hard to even imagine the Nuggets losing. Like, this is good, man. It's good to get, like, a little reality check here. Like, a little, like, hey, man, you can't come out soft like you did against the Miami Heat. Like, this team is going to be there at the end. Uh, so you can't, like, take your foot off at the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would call it good. I know what you mean. There's a lesson in here that you can come out on the other side from. I mean, but it's like, it's just, it, it's good that, win. like, we're going to get a, a tougher version of the Nuggets. Like, it's good to be reminded that you are not, like, unassailable, that you can, that you're actually fallible. Like, it, it's good. Like, I, I think that, that we're going to get, like, a much tougher performance from the Denver Nuggets movement going forward. Just... But and more than anything, you know, like you're talking about, like the defensive switching, like the communication, the guys being collapsed way deep into the post or into the paint. And then there's a dude like Gabe Vincent, wide open, Duncan Robinson, wide open, like these Max Strews, wa- like wide open and guys just looking at each other and shaking their heads, you know, so. That's the it's thing. Ti- it's time time for an adjustment. Like but- Nuggets need a conversation. They need to figure out like what their their scheme is to make sure that doesn't happen again yeah you can say what shot looked for miami they shot 48 percent. that's true but they were wide Horrible open, defense man. from denver you can't let shooters get comfortable and you're right like after that game one with everything that went so far that went so well you know you had mpj sagging all the way in the paint on these jimmy butler drives jimmy wants to kick it out and you know that um so i just thought yeah there was discipline issues everywhere and and stuff they got to work on as for yoke I mean, I think we've seen these games. We know what they look like. His biggest... We never win his biggest score. That's games. the thing. And you oh, can man. tell you can tell when he knows. He figures out at some point it's not happening tonight and I just got to be that yep. guy and be aggressive. Especially this playoffs, you know, run. Like, you know, in the past, he had to go there. Last, you know, last year when they were just missing Jamal, he had to go to that point or they could not win. Now when he scores 40, when he scores those big scoring nights... They don't win those games because that's not how Denver operates. That's not what they are anymore. Um, and that's, I'm not going to say that's a team figuring out, but it's like, okay, we're going to give you that. That We've been hearing dumb things like we're going to throw Kyle Lowry on them. We're going to throw guards on them and things like that because they really think that that's the way that you stop Denver. They think that if you put a guy on them and have another guy try to help out, He's going to score on him every single time, but everyone else is not going to get involved. So, yeah, those big scoring nights is just, it's, it's, it's not what Denver does. No, no. And if, it's, of course, it's not to say that Jokic is doing something wrong. Rather, no, it's, no, it's no. It's a blatant symptom of something. Yeah. Yeah. What, it's the symptom of the team not playing. That's well. right. The team not, doesn't play well. He's like, well, all right, I guess I'll just score every time down. I'll be the most dominant player you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, make no mistake. For those not like that well acquainted with Nikola Jokic, like he does not want to score forty points at all. That's the last thing he wants to do, man. Jokic wants to score twenty-two points, have fifteen rebounds and fourteen assists. That's like his perfect game. But the man could do whatever he wants. He just needs running mates, and tonight he didn't have them. 
The rest of the starters didn't play so well. We're going to dig into those performances on the other side of a quick break. Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, well, right now they are Colorado's premier two-man two game, two game for tonight. <laughs> when you get hurt, and this emotional hurt does not count when you actually yeah, yeah, get don't hurt. Don't hurt on behalf of this. Bacchus and Shanker are there to help. They win for Colorado families. They don't charge Colorado families until they've won for them. Often that is why people... Uh, that's really the barrier between people and reaching out to counsel. But Bacchus and Shanker have won over a billion dollars for their clients. And again, no fee while they work, no fee unless they win, no fee up front to speak to them about your their case, your case. So there's no reason not to call. And that's the best part. How do you call? You just need one number. What do you need? Two. <laughs> two, 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 two. Call them. They've got locations in Denver, Aurora, Angwood, and Fort Collins. And the strength and power to win your case. If it's a car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, truck, even if you're hurt at work, if it's not your fault, you got to give these fellas a call. They're going to have your back. That's what they do. Manscaped uh, is back in our lives. And, uh, well, Father's Day is coming up. I'm not sure how I feel about this connection. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a different direction. You know when you were little and you saw your dad or your uncles and you're like, man, those nose hairs are gross, dude. Yeah. You got to clean that up. With nose hairs. Well, you can. With the Weed Whacker, <laughs> the new Weed Whacker that's out. It's part of the uh, performance package. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer is the best nose and ear trimmer around. And it comes uh, with... The rest of what you get in the per performance package 4.0, like the lawnmower 4.0. Customize man. your trim through additional guard lengths. Yeah, get dude. crazy with it, dude. Just check out Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with code DNVR. Don't forget that you <clears throat> don't forget where you came from yeah, this dude, Father's Day. Father's Day, don't forget about your dad's balls. Show your original home some love with Manscaped. <laughs> There's no easy way to transition from that to the rest of the Denver What's starters. Oh, dude. Let's talk about 27, the Blue Arrow, who showed up late in this game, perhaps yep. a little too late. Not a great stat line, 18 points. He does have 10 assists. Uh, kind of easy when you're passing to Jokic, but only 10 assists to one turnover. You'll take that. But 18 points, four rebounds. Personally, I thought his individual defense could have been better. Dev, what are your thoughts on Jamal's night? Yeah, up and down type of game for Jamal. Like he had his his flurry, which got Denver back in the game and ignited them, and they tried to make a run after that. Um, but there was a lot of games that uh, he not only disappeared, but like he was getting exposed in the other end of, of the court. I feel like every single time that game, Vincent shot the ball, it went in. Every yeah. single time, it just felt yep. like it. Yep. Um, where he just like steps up in those type of moments. Um, there also seemed like to be a uh, like a spurt in a game where. Jamal just felt like he was sitting for way too long. That's true. Um, Only 38 minutes played in this game. Yeah, where he sat for too long. Um, which you you want him out there because he got it going late in the game, and you know that he is going to hit those big shots. He is, you know, going to step up in, in that regard. I thought that the last shot was going in. And everything in the almost is going to go in because that that's what he does. He, like he, he does. takes those type of shots. Um, you know, people are going to be frustrated and they're going to ask just because looking in hindsight is easy. Yeah. Sit Malone hat, you know, call the timeout there. Jamal got the shot that he wanted and he knocks that down. Did he have a timeout? Time? I was wondering. No. Yeah, they, they did have a timeout, but did. I think you got to yeah. be okay. They got a good look. You took the shot that you wanted. I agree. It just did not happen to fall that game. So um, I feel like it was a up and down type of Jamal game. But the thing is that we know about Jamal, he will step up next game, especially if he puts that on him. He's going to say, hey, I missed the shot. That game is on me. I'll step up, you know, in the next game. So yeah. I expect a big Jamal game three. What'd you see, Eric? Jamal Murray. Um, I felt like he came out a little over emotional, a little bit like not. I mean, kind of everybody. Jamal kind of set the tone for the Nuggets as a unit. I felt like they were. It's. It seemed like they were doing better than they were early on. They were playing with like the requisite effort, and it just things weren't falling for them. He had a little bit of attitude throughout the game, which you love to see from Jamal. Although, but it is, as you're saying, you look at the box score, you're like, ah, that was like that was like a B plus, like B C plus game. Beautiful down the stretch. I mean, you know, you get the two man game, unstoppable. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. We saw it again. That's not the last time we're going to see that. We're going to see it every game. Unfortunately, like that, like last little stretch right before the Nuggets went on their run was so weird, man. And he got the the the, the uh, goaltending that wasn't called. It's just like a, a, overall just kind of a strange game from him, but in the biggest moments he arrived. And to me, honestly, like that's 
more important than everything that preceded it. Yeah, I you know I had more of an issue defensively, I think, with this game than anything else. With everybody, man. You know, there's an interesting thing that Miami is doing with this zone in the fourth. It does take away the two-man game. And I'm actually not too worried about the offense, though, because what we've seen in game one, which carried them home, and in game two, was that they were able to find something with just Jokic going sicko mode in the middle of the floor. Yeah. But to me, the biggest thing was... Uh, to me, the biggest thing was that um, defensively they couldn't get a stop. Couldn't that was one. really the issue. So I think the zone is one thing to look at, but they are figuring out how to survive it with Jokic in the middle of the floor. They got to find a way to get stops, and the discipline was just a problem. Um, but 10 assists to one turnover from Jamal is great. 18 points, almost saved it at the end. Fairly low on the totem pole of blame today, or tonight I should say, and let's go to a player who might be at the top of that totem pole. Michael Porter Jr., uh, tremendous praise for his all-around game in Game 1. We can go hard in the other direction here in Game 2. Dev, let's not kid ourselves. Michael was terrible. Yeah, um, MPJ um, in the last two games, uh, offensively has been dog shit. Like, he just really can't get anything to fall. Five points, and that's man. Open shots. Like, he's not, he's not making open shots. He's kind of trying to force shots just to see himself get going. Um and also, while we felt like Michael Porter Jr. has played good uh, defensively um, in this series, this was not a good defensive game um, for Michael Porter Jr. And I feel like um, in this game specifically, uh, Mike, like Michael Malone had a very tough decision of, um, like, how do I straddle this line? Do I want to keep, you know, my starters out there who are not having a good game, but they're my starters? Or do I play this bench unit that has played you know, extremely well in this game and has us in the game with the lead um, and the starters are about to come back on the other way. If he keeps those guys in for a little bit longer and they, they you know, give up the lead, you're going to say he should have had Michael Porter Jr. and the starters out there. If he doesn't, then you say, hey, look what happened here. So I do think that that's a, um, a tough spot to be in where you just don't have that answer. But Michael Porter Jr. today was not the answer. He did not play well. Yeah, it's tough, man. MBJ is just like... He is the guy that you root for the most. Like he, he's like the biggest redemption story. He has the most to gain and the most to prove. And you know, in a lot of ways, probably the most raw talent of anybody on the Denver Nuggets. And it's just so frustrating when you see him making mental lapses on defense, just being absolutely nowhere close to where he's supposed to be, giving the most half-hearted, like just you know, run out, eh, like giving it up and just conceding wide open three-point shots, which you you can be like, all right, fine. So just make it up on the other end. And then he has five points. Like, you just, you, you got to give us something, man. If you're not making shots, that's okay. Like, people don't make shots sometimes. But, like, you got to lock in on the other side. You got to, like, recognize that the team needs more from you than just your three-point shooting, particularly if it's not falling. And just, like, you can look at game one as a perfect exactly. example. Game one probably the most you would talk about his work rate in a game. He was everywhere. It looked like there were two of Mike's on the floor. Yeah. Tonight it looked like there were zero. And I think, you know, one of six isn't great. He only took eight shots. It's it's that the offense crept into the rest of his game. I thought yeah. his defense was terrible tonight. I thought his rotations were terrible. I thought he had weird decision-making in terms of how low he sank on those drives oh. when the shooters were who you had to worry about. Did have six rebounds, but again, he's rebounded at a high level in this postseason. It can be better. Um, it's just weird because you're looking at it in direct juxtaposition, juxtaposition with a game, one, where he did all of those things. And tonight, it really, I think, the struggles on one end permeated the rest of the game, and Mike took himself out of it. And I think even at one point, his effort was maybe questionable. He only played 26 minutes tonight, 23 seconds after going over 40 in game one. And I think that's fair. Not out on Mike. You got no. You, know, you get game to game to game on Mike. Like, come on. But this he, was a huge different night and day from everything that was great work rate. Looked so composed, playing smart. I think you can't say any of those things tonight. Uh, hopefully, we can on game in game three. Mike is now three of seventeen from deep in this series. He's going to have to find the range on the road. A little bit of a scary thing. It helps that he's actually quite good at shooting, but he's got to figure it out. And I, I think a lot of it is keeping his head in the game a little bit, if that makes sense. Bro, I got to say, like, the evolution Michael Porter Jr. has taken since the finals started, like, he's now wearing sunglasses during his pressers. <laughs> and, like, 
he's coming in like he's got to like slow his roll a little bit like he's got to like lock in a little get bit. back to the humble like yeah get back like come <laughs> on like you're not you're not there yet man like you gotta like lock in be gritty like don't you know i i just have to say like i i, I haven't loved that evolution so far in the in the finals yeah, I mean, look, we have short memories in the playoffs. You go one game to one game, and right course, now after that game, it's easy to be low on Mike. We've also seen him do all of these things we're talking totally. about throughout the postseason. The, the, so. I mean, this is this is the Michael Porter Jr. conundrum: is that he is he's everything, and then sometimes he's nothing. But he's he has everything. You know, it's funny, man. I keep thinking about how his most common comp these days is like seven foot Clay Thompson. Kind of looked like those bad Clay Thompson mates for Golden State yeah, this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, man, look, you can live with one of six if you're doing the other stuff, and he didn't. Look, I don't hate on MPJ. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude. I think MPJ's amazing. But I'm, I'm talking about this game, and he wasn't good in this game. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. Hopefully we're talking about something else in Game 3. Let's talk about a different player. Aaron Gordon. He actually did find some stuff in the dunker spot tonight, I thought. Interesting stuff from Miami who went with Kevin Love instead of Caleb Martin. Aaron Gordon was just too big in game one. Kevin Love, it's not that he played particularly great, but the it did seem to work. He grabbed seven, 10 rebounds in this game, uh, only to Aaron seven. Aaron finishes five of seven from the field, two of two from deep. Dev, what would you what'd you see from Aaron? And, and since I need some help on the grades, maybe, how would you grade him in this game? I think I would go with like a B minus type of game from him. Maybe a C. Um, really? I just feel like... Aaron Gordon does what he needs to do, but not more than he should. Um, even in the last game, he was like, he took over and exerted his like his his dominance. His you know he's just physically different than every other player, and he doesn't go to that a lot. Like even in this game, he missed both of his free throws. Why didn't he go to the free throw line more? He's the only guy that can get in there and you know just yeah. have his way with with guys with his size. Um, and he should be taking a lot more shots. He went five of seven, like which is an efficient night, but like two of those were three pointers. So he's not even trying to like be in the dunker spot. He's not trying to get to the free throw line. And they have guys that cannot guard him. Kevin Love, he's old right now. Like, why not show that he can play defense at this level? At this, you know, it's the finals and it's an older guy going against you that's not known for his defense. I would like to have seen him try to dunk on Kevin Love a few times, well, try to just use his, his strength to just get in there and finish, and I want more of that because when he does do those things, he grabs every single rebound. He hustles harder than everyone else. He is a mismatch that I just want him just to do more. Yeah. That's my thing. With what about you? I mean, the, the, the paint was clogged way up tonight. I mean, the Aaron Gordon was so dominant when he was going up against Caleb Martin. Uh, but now, you know, Kevin Love, even though he's old, he can just like be, they, they didn't have the room to operate. Like Nikola Jokic would back down and there would be then four guys in the paint. He didn't have like the open outlet or the drop off to get to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon found himself wide open in like from behind the three point line, like stuff that you would expect the normal way that you see people adjust against Aaron Gordon is just sort of funnel him out and then, you know, sort of give him. You know, the same way you treat any, like, sort of uncertain shooter from the mid-range is give him space and then watch him, like, kind of know what not know what to do. Um, I'd like to see more from him as well. Like, he didn't he didn't really exert himself, but he also made a couple big shots. Like, he took on some of the toughest defensive assignments. He was on Jimmy a lot of the night. Um, I thought he was, like, pretty good on defense. I, overall, I think Aaron had a pretty decent night. It just, unfortunately, like, the he had a, such a great night uh, last game and so you know you kind of hold them in that in the in the the wake of that like and he just he, he didn't have the same type of game at all so a little frustrating but what are you gonna do man definitely got to rewatch I mean defensively it's kind of sort of easy to have a first impression but it changes a lot when you rewatch it I yeah. thought he was pretty solid I mean I thought for stretches he was, yeah, was maybe like he was five of seven the other reliable starter I mean it was cool to see him work out of the dunker zone dunker spot like Kevin Love was on AG, thought he sagged a little bit, and AG wasn't just sitting there waiting to hit threes. He attacked the space. And when he had to hit threes, he did, two of two. Plays about uh, plays 38 minutes, third most of, amongst the starters. KCP, man. KCP <laughs> had a rough game, and he's had a rough finals. And he's going to finish this game six points, three rebounds, three assists, one of four from the floor, one of three from deep. Minus 14. Uh, Mike was a minus 15, by the way, game yeah. low in this game. Good job. 
And then uh, the biggest takeaway for me from KCP, Dev, is that he fouled three perimeter shooters. What did you see from him tonight? Um, no defensive execution, and that's what he's known for. Also, all of the things that he's known for has not been on display right now. Like, yeah, you know, in the finals, this is a guy that was supposed to bring that pedigree and edge. He hasn't played well at all. He's not knocking down shots. Um, in this game, he made a lot of dumb, you know, defensive moves. He fouled out in the game. Like, that goes to tell you. Um, and all of his fouls led to buckets. Like, they scored. They got to the free throw line. Um, he's undercutting guys, like, just jumping on every single pump fake. Um, and you just felt like he would be a little bit more disciplined. Max Strews got going in this one. Duncan Robinson got going. The three-point line is what you knew that Denver – or that's the only way that they could beat you. Yep. Miami could only beat you from the three-point line because yep. that's that's what they've been doing. They've been shooting it extremely well. So you thought that they would play more discipline, and the KCP would be the catalyst of that, um, and he was not. Yeah. So uh, just a lot of boneheaded moves from him. But yeah. you just want him to just get back to himself. Um, do the things that got you there. Knock down some shots. Um, get some easy baskets here and there. Like Do something. Right yeah, now yeah. you're not doing anything, and it's just – a lot of minutes going to him, 36 minutes where he didn't do anything well. Okay. Um, so I haven't seen anything positive from him man, right now. It's hilarious. We were going through this. It's like, man, this guy's had a terrible finals. This guy sucked. This was bad. Series tied. We lost this one by three points. <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Like, the Nuggets have better players. Like, they just, they just didn't play that well tonight. KCP constantly out of position, getting rubbed off on screens. I mean, they were screening him really aggressively he then was like making like really crazy attempts to get around and close out on shooters that he just kept running into them uh it was brutal and then obviously not making shots but you know that you know that wasn't i think that that was probably some kind of adjustment too that they made to just really focus on just screening him heavily and hard like he was on the ground a lot he was like trying to i mean it was like a KCP was kind of all over the place, mm. and it wasn't for lack of effort. That's the thing, is that he, like, put a lot of effort in. It's just, like, he was jumping and diving and getting in bad spots. Like, so, whatever. What are you going to do? I also feel like this is these last two games I've seen his focus drift towards the referees. You know, he's complaining about these no calls and don't think he's... I mean, he's been so amazing in all these ways all season, right? Yeah, the yeah, perfect yeah. role player. But through two games in these finals, I think uncharacteristically, a little loose mentally, maybe, where Miami is so strong and so tight right now um let's take a quick break when we come back we'll finish up talking about the rest of the players let's go the let's bench go. did play well tonight we'll get some super chats going and at some point we'll hear from the fellas we'll have adam call apologize to all of you that's right <laughs> illegal pizza is your go-to spot this <laughs> summer the Finally. sun is out well well no yeah. not today the sun is a concept still for us but sometimes it's out and when it is it's really dope to drink beers on a patio oh that's my, my personal feeling on patios Check out the happy hour price at Illegal Pete's and enjoy a margarita, a beer, a burrito, your buddies outside in the patio. There's an Illegal Pete's. Uh, there are several Illegal Pete's locations throughout Denver. And if you stop by on Nuggets game days and you're wearing your Nuggets gear, you're going to get a free house. Marg, someone downstairs told me that happened to them recently. I love when that happens to me. Free margaritas. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the specifically the playoff shirt or just anything? Do we know? Just Nuggets gear, man. Okay. Just rock your Nuggets right. gear. Hey. We also want to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer yeah, of DNVR. How about the Mile High City Golden Ale? And it is a it's a fresh new taste with a retro look. Kale's going to pull it up there. Look at that can. Look at that case. If you can find it, makes for a beautiful, uh, makes for some beautiful wall dressing in the man cave, the woman cave. It is also delicious when you drink it, which is the most important part. Hell yeah. You can always come to the DNVR bar in York and Colfax to enjoy some Breck Brew. You can also check out the Breck Beer Locator. Tell it where you are. Tell it what you're looking for. It'll tell you where to go next. I like when life is simple. I like when I have some Breck Brew. So check out the Mile High City Golden Ale. And we're back. Let's go. Bruce Brown, plus 14, 27 minutes, 15 seconds off the bench. Four of nine from the field. Five rebounds. Zero assists to three turnovers, though. He ate a pretty bad one. 11, 11 points. But ultimately, that first half run from Denver in the non-Jokic minutes... It's not the bench tonight. Bruce Brown's a plus 14. Jeff's a plus 12. Christian's a plus 8. Dev, what'd you see from Bruce tonight? Bruce brings it. Um, he just has that competitive edge. He, like, wants to go after you every single time. He didn't have a moment 
in this game, which I'm a little shocked about, especially at home. Um, but he just does the right things. And this was a game that everything went well when he was on the court. Yep. Um, the bench unit, they they got it done. They they extended the lead, they got the lead, they built the lead. Um, where I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna be able to ride this unit for just a little bit longer. He played 27 minutes in this game. Like that goes to show how well he's been playing because he plays good in small spurts, but they like had an extended run from him and it was nothing but winning while they while he was on the court. Um so maybe he earns more minutes with KCP, like, you know, just not playing so well, or at least put at least puts pressure on, you know, Malone, where it's like, hey, KCP, if you can't turn it around right now, we have a guy that can do the same things that you can do. Right. So um it's good to have that second option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Bruce did what Bruce does, right? He comes in. I it, it made me nervous down the stretch when he when Jamal was out and the rest of the starters were in with Bruce Brown running the the show and he had like a really terrible turnover during that time. But then he also like got a steal. It's just sort of like the give and take of Bruce Brown minutes. Like he'll knock down a three, he'll also miss a wide open one. He'll never ever uh, lack an effort though and he'll never you know be the guy that you're feeling like needs to turn up his intensity or feels like he's shrinking in the moment like Bruce Brown and he like he always wants the smoke I love that about Bruce um it was just like it was a pretty good game I mean it's like everybody that isn't Jokic had like a pretty good game like Jamal had a good game down the stretch but like or like from had a pretty good to pretty bad like in that range it was just like Nobody had a great effort this night except for Nikola Jokic, but there's something about it being across the board that is actually, to me, personally, like a little bit heartening rather than it just being like, man, these guys, like, this guy sucks. That's a bad player. It's like, I don't know. The team just kind of wasn't ready. They were sort of like feeling themselves maybe a little too much and didn't come in with the, like, the, the proper uh, mindset. Yeah, I mean, I thought the first half was tremendous. They, they they just those three played with the right energy. They got stuff going. They were able to run, got some stops. You know, the issue with the bench probably is how they look against that zone when they're on the floor, as opposed to Denver shooters and KCP and Michael, which we've seen in the fourth quarter. I thought for the most part, though, Bruce did what he does in terms of just being disruptive, being aggressive. And again, look, we can nitpick a lot from him, but plus fourteen, right? Like these minutes went well, the non-Jokic minutes. We're really talking about the starters, and in particular, two starters. Jeff Green, I actually thought, played pretty well in this game, man. Uh, he only takes one shot, finishes with nine points because he was six of six from the free throw line. Only one rebound, but I, I thought he had some good moments defensively, some good moments offensively, timely, was a part of that big momentum swing in the first half, Dev. Uh, I mean, he had his one rebound quota. I he was did. excited. Let's see. Make it all go home. Let's Let's go. that one rebound. He's going to get that. Um... But Jeff Green was, like, the only one that, like, figured out the refs in this game. Mm. Like, he was the only one that could get to the free throw line, and he didn't even play for a long time. Yeah. But he's just aggressive. That's what I want AG to be because he has the ability to just be able to take advantage of those as well. Um, You know, Jeff Green is doing old head moves to get to the free throw line, and it's working. What if you use his strength, you know, and his yeah. size as well? So um, I, I was shocked that I was, like, Hey, maybe they should put Jeff Green in the game again. Like that, that's crazy. Don't you know that game was it? We're like I'm so against that every other time. But they played so well when he was out there that you can't blame Jeff Green for a game, yeah. and that just feels new. Um, but things went well when he was on, on the court. So like, that was good. He gave the energy that everyone else did. I mean, a lot of other yeah. guys didn't. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's a, like he played better. It's just that everyone else played worse we just had normal jeff green but yeah, it, it was yeah, like yeah. a breath of fresh air i mean offensively i like that he was aggressive and got himself to the line i agree with the chat that those fourth quarter minutes you know the lack of rebounding the defense all three of these guys that we're talking about who are so good in that first half it was no, not man. the same to start the fourth um Duh. it's the zone man i don't these guys can do it uh they can play well with miami but against the zone those shooters have to be on the floor and when the shooters are and when the shooters are playing so poorly you know, Hit it's the tough. goddamn shots at home. It's tough. We talked about it earlier, though. The second quarter, little glow up appearance from the rookie, Christian Brown. Finishes this game three of three from the floor, six points, three rebounds, three steals, one turnover. Again, he did have that miscommunication, left Gabe Vincent. That was brutal. But all things considered, I think you look at Christian's performance tonight and you go, he contributed positively in a finals game. 
Yeah, he's one of the, he was like one of those guys that, you know, you like, you like I, I want him out there, but I can't keep him out there for too long. Like his first stint, he played so well because you don't have to talk energy with him. You don't got to talk effort with Christian Brown. He's going to go out there, balls to the wall every single possession and just try to give his all. So even when he makes a mistake, you know, like it's going 100%. So yeah, you man. can't be too mad about that. The mental aspect of the game is where he struggled um, in this one. Gabe Vincent got him on a few, like, just, like, simple moves because he was not laser-focused um, defensively, and that's what you want, especially from him because I feel like he's the defender of the future. So, like, you have to use these moments as, like, key moments um, to learn. Um, so it's a rookie. He made rookie mistakes. Yeah. But he played well in this game, and that's, you know, invaluable. So I, I'm not going to be down on Christian Brown. Man, he's, but he personally – started a, a like sparked the nuggets he was incredible yeah. in the first half i was like god damn man like we were talking about what harrison wind was doing in the arena like whether or not he was being appropriate like whether or not he was able to be around other media members that were going to report on what it is he was doing i mean you can't but like it's not surprising to me that as the game wore on like the fact that he was a rookie became more and more obvious yeah. but that's you know that's just like another guy like Things aren't necessarily falling, but everybody's giving their their effort in the right way, uh, for the most part. He was he was getting like taken advantage of a little bit down the end, but I just I don't know. Like I have a really hard time faulting anything that that he did because he really was so instrumental in that first half. You know, so you know whatever. Just another guy like good man, not Jokic, so not a great game. I do think Christian Brown was fantastic. It was cool to see him have an impact. Obviously, it's not enough here. None of it really matters. It's all for naught as they go to game three. But as a guy, that guy was sort of being shoved out of the rotation slowly, right? That Western Conference Finals, he was not playing well. He wasn't playing much, and it looked like he was sliding backwards. Yep. He was great in that second quarter, but all for naught. All right, let's go through some super chats before we hear from the fellas in Ball Arena. I think Adam should be coming soon. Walter Worthy. Don't want to hear about one out of bounds passes. Uh, about one out of bounds passes for a three or goaltending not getting called. One team played like they needed a win. The other played like they expected one. On to Miami. Hashtag no excuses. No excuses. Yeah, for real. Especially when you just count that as five points. No, we're not talking about it. My bad. Don't tell you about that, man. Hannibro uh, Lecter. Tough loss, but a welcome wake-up call to those who thought the championship was a foregone conclusion. Props to the Heat. They are never going to lie down and give up. We've got a series, boys. Go Nugs. For sure, I love that Dev led this show with giving Miami credit because you. we're going to talk about Denver because that's our that's our turf, right? But I mean, the Heat have been amazing. They're so mentally tough. They just don't quit. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, man, we've been hearing about it. We've been seeing it, and then... It would be ridiculous to think that they wouldn't bring that same tenacity to the, to the most important series that they uh, will see the entire postseason. They, that, like, they just they hit big shots. They, they played the refs in the right way. Like, they got the calls. Uh, they just kind of did like the gamesmanship things, in addition to just being nails at the right time from behind the three point line. Yeah, stepping up how they had to. Uh, but you know, like. They played it pretty slick, honestly. What I'll also say, um, and this goes for me and a lot of people that I see online as well, I feel like that was a, a not a needed loss, but that was like a get back. Yeah, man, like deep of loss. Absolutely. You know, like where it's like, hey, we like, haven't felt that in, in a long time. We, you know, it's not that we underestimated the Heat because, I mean, they're here in the finals for a reason, but Denver has been playing so well that she felt confident. She yeah. felt overconfident yeah. in these times. Where the other team is like, hey, we've been here. You know, we know what to do in these situations as well. Um, and also, we're we're back to down to earth. We're like, okay. Yeah, we're um, flying a little high. Yeah. That actually. Oh, know, we're flying oh, really you. high. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> I do want to. I'm going to. I think you guys make some good points. But I kind of with the chat on the moral victories things. Just it's the final. So F lessons and, you know, learning moments. Like just well, it's get not, the it's wins. Not a, it's not a moral victory. But it's like you're looking at this as a series. And you're saying. Okay, the Denver Nuggets destroyed the Heat in the first game. Right. Knocked the, just knocked the hell out of them. Yep. The Miami Heat won by three points, and Jamal's uh, bucket 
hit off of the back iron, like could have easily gone in. We talk about the Miami Heat being resilient. Denver was down like 15 with like four minutes to go. And you want to talk about resilience. Like they got it down to where it literally was one inch away from tying the game and going into overtime. And if they would have gone into overtime, they would have won it. This is not a moral victory, but this is like saying you have to look at all of the game that is right, games right, that have been played to right. this point. You're saying like, I feel better about what Denver has shown me in the aggregate than what I feel like Miami has shown me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the sentiment. I don't even want to like, I just did, did want to push back a little bit with like the wins are what matter most right now, but you're right. I mean, it's all about how you respond in game three. The finals are not supposed to be easy. The playoffs are not supposed to be easy. Kale, do we have any more super chats coming? Or actually, actually, let's take our, uh, our last break of the night really quick. And because I want to talk to you guys about the partner that you think I would be ready to talk about because sure. I just... Because it's your job and you talk, talk about all of them. Yeah, and I'm in control of when we toss to the break. Um, <laughs> Shady Ray. Shady Ray. Let's go. Is one of my favorite sunglasses companies because I am someone who breaks sunglasses. I am someone who loses sunglasses. I am someone who doesn't like to spend a lot of money on sunglasses. Well, yeah. Shady Rays, they look good, they're affordable, and you can shop stress-free because if you lose them, break them, or just don't like them, you can return them within 30 days. No risk when you shop. This team always have your has your back. And we're not just telling you about this for fun. We got a code exclusively for our listeners. Shady Ray is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code DNVR for 50% off. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And that's it. We're back. Ready to read some chats. Pat. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt Peck from CHGO. Yeah, you're guest hosting right now, bro. Yeah, Brent, he's in a mood, man. He's uh, in a mood right now. No, I'm just. He's got. You got. We got to vibe it up a little. Bit. I, I feel good, good, man. I feel good. Someone's got to run this ship. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jay, check it in. Mike has been non-existent this series. We need him. I mean, I actually thought he was really good in game one, but from three, strong agree. Yeah. Strong agree. He's got to be better, man. He was has to be. It's a failing grade tonight. It's a failing game for Mike. For Mike. Donnie, like the Sun series, we need to win defensively. Nugs switched one through four pretty much all playoffs. Now they're confused on switching. Let's get back to making Bam beat us. I'm with you, man. I think the defensive discipline is the biggest story from tonight. For sure. David East, I have rewritten this message about 20 times. All the zebras are bad, but all the nuggets are still good. <laughs> all of them. All the zebras are bad. Traquan Morris. The whole, uh, the whole team needs to play better. That's crazy. Miami is not better than us. We played lazy tonight. True that. I believe that, too. Sheb and Kellen. Only 10 sweeps in history of the yeah, finals. I mean, can't expect on. it to be easy. Nuggets force the other team to make an adjustment. First, again, bad game for the Nuggets. But they come back strong for game three. All the Nuggets yeah, are still like, good. Like, like, listen, DNVR we are still good. I mean, we all allowed ourselves to dream of a sweep. I don't think anybody like really, really thought like... This was going to happen, but you know, you're about to get clipped from the pregame show, but I did it to you. I, I tossed you the worst. I said they would sweep at home. I didn't say, oh, no, that's true, and, but they didn't, but you know what, dude, I put you almost, it's on me. Well, I, I mean, I put it in there. I should okay. put it in. I didn't say they would sweep. I said five, <laughs> a guy, a dog and a GoPro, $20 from a guy, a dog and a GoPro. All the refs are bad. Lots of drama though. And love a good story. I'm not worried. Neither should the Nuggets. Neither should be Nuggets nation. Disney will make a movie about the Nuggets W. I think I have an ear infection. Do you guys want to know that? No. Now you know. No. King Yoke's <laughs> disciple. It, I won't. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. I'm still confident in this team. I have faith in what we know this team is. The losses make the wins sweeter. We've got this. We do got this. We do got this. I know. We got it. Hopefully. Celio, annoyed but not hopeless. I think discipline can help us turn the series around. First time in 25 years as a Nuggets fan, I truly believe. Gives us, give us three... Reasons why we can pull this off and will. Uh, guys? Three reasons we can pull this yeah. off and will? Yep. Uh, uh, the Nuggets are a bet the better team. Uh, the Nuggets have Nikola Jokic. That's two. The, the Nuggets have Jamal Murray, man. I mean, like, those three components. Like, we got two of those components tonight working. We didn't get the third. We didn't get the Nuggets being better up and down the lineup. We got... Two guys that were willing to do it down the stretch, and we got really spotty performances from, you know, a lot of the other role players that I expect to step up and play the way they've been playing all year. All right, what else do we got in the super chat land? Borat Scarface, checking in. Cool, thank you. <laughs> what Big up, Namik? 
all had to go the Heat's way to win by three. We'll be okay. It's true. I mean, that's true. It's, it's absolutely the case. I mean, they, they did they play their so many game, guys, but... When you rewatch this, when people rewatch this game, you're going to see how many 50-50 balls went to the Heat. Uh, rebound that just bounced long, bounced right in the middle. Like, it just went right to a guy in the Heat. I mean, it just that's basketball. Yeah. Sometimes it just, like, doesn't bounce your way, and the, the Nuggets didn't help themselves either. Seth Lichtenstein, Nuggets fans, take a deep breath. We've lost one of our last eight playoff games. This is clearly, clearly, clearly Adam's fault. This is the same nonsense. Did you read that one more time? This, yeah, from Seth, Super Chatter. This is clearly Adam's fault. Yeah. DNVR small ball lineup is killing it, though. Yeah, it is hilarious. Like, uh, I watch this. I mean, the, if you ever just, like, find yourself not knowing how to react, what to do, just look to last year's run the Avalanche went on where – they just beat the hell out of everybody. And then every game they lost, everyone was like, well, we got to fire Bednar. Well, this team's not built to win. They can't get it done. And then they just like mowed, mowed through. So yeah, just, uh, you know, take, take a deep breath, guys. James Bolt, Super Chat. Drunk philosophy. Uh, MPJ's body language at the end of game one. Address it. Oh, I think he means in the locker room, too. Or like the, yeah, he said check is... Uh... Yeah, his body language. After game you gotta one. give him the defensive player of the game. Should have done it. Should have done it. You gotta give it to him. But listen, man, Mike's job is to stay stay focused no matter what. So can't make excuses. He's gotta be better in game three. Nelson, that sucked, but nobody wins a championship <laughs> without getting punched in the mouth. Yeah, dude. It Nuggets sucked. got pumped tonight. Now game three, we get to see if they are who we all think they are. Yeah, remember how Miami won against the Celtics? They got their absolute faces smashed in more than one time in that series. Sam White, am I the only one who is effing furious? Refs gave the Heat at least three-plus possessions and five-plus free throws in the fourth. Please tell me I'm wrong. I feel cheated. I thought a couple of those calls were tough. I thought the goaltending call was tough. It was tough, and they were tough. The non-call. But, like, that's what happens. You know, yeah. you just got to gotta rise above that. That was so, a winnable game, yeah. And the Nuggets had it. They yeah. had it right on their fingertips. It's not that it doesn't matter. I get that as a fan you key in on it. I just – there's like a – when you sit down in front of the mic and you talk about why they lost – you just never want to lead with that stuff. It was a winnable game. There was stuff they could have done better. Five, 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 five ish. If we had Denver Man here instead of Eric, we would have won. I know, dude. On to game three. Uh, Denver Man had uh, severe liver failure after the last three games, and so he's in intensive care. But I'm here for in his in his place. That's it on the super chats. But here's the deal: Adam Mars is on his way up right now to find a good spot in Ball Arena. Call in. He should have notes from Yoke Malone. And the rest of the gang before he gets up here, Dev. Any any sort of parting thoughts from you, just in terms of takes? Really, just getting back to the fact that like this is the finals, and this is a team that has fought, you know, to get to this spot every single round. Everyone doubted Miami, um, and they're in that same predicament. If you keep them close, if you don't play your best game, they feast on those opportunities. So it's on Denver to execute. It's on Denver to. Um, close the door on a team and that's where they have to get back to it can't be on one guy you know just really winning them all like Denver has proven to be a team that's what has separated them from every other squad Denver is clearly the the better team in this so um you just want them to just get back to that so Denver basketball it's on its way I feel like it's on its way in Miami ironically in Miami <laughs> in Miami you know who's on his way Adam oh, checking yeah, in let's go Oh, we oh. don't have him. We'll do it live. There he is, the boss man himself. Adam finally gets to see the Denver Nuggets in a finals game. They lose. Oh, we got Harrison Wynn, too. No kidding. Looks like Wynn wants the night off, man. I don't know. What do you got for us? What do you got for us, Adam? What's up, guys? I'll try to make it quick. Um, good energy, though, at the arena tonight. Obviously, I hadn't been in this playoff, so it was fun to be here. Crowd was rocking. That second quarter run by the bench was absolutely incredible. Fourth quarter run by the bench. Less so. Let's get into the notes here. Michael Malone, after the game, came in hot, wanted to talk about the effort, said, let's talk about the effort. This is the NBA Finals, and we got to talk about effort. Cited the 10-2 Miami start to the game and the 13-2 run in the fourth quarter. Guys, if we just cut everything else out and just have a regular bad run, you know, 10-5, 13-7, something like that, Denver obviously comes away, but 2 you get outscored 23-4 to four over the course of two different spans. That's going to do it to you. Uh, and Michael Malone, he said, I asked our teams, you guys tell me why we lost. He said they all knew the answer, didn't have to discuss it. It was effort. And if you want to know the truth, guys, both me and Wind agreed. It really sounded like he was speaking about one individual 
a lot of quotes tonight that were seem to be targeted at one individual, of course, being uh, Michael Porter Jr. Um, and then he was asked about the three-pointer at the end of the game and just said it, it was his call. He said they are so good when they set their defense that if you can get him in transition, he likes he likes what they can get out of that. And it didn't sound like it was a thing he had a regret about or anything like that. They liked the shot. He said he thought it was going in from his vantage point. But, of course, it rimmed out. Let's get on over to Jamal Murray. He said when asked about what some of the issues were tonight, he said he didn't think they communicated well on screens, kept giving up open shots. And then I would say the key word from everybody tonight was discipline. We weren't as disciplined as we needed to be at this stage of the season. Um, and I would agree with him, by the way, guys. A lot of this was about game plan discipline. And I've seen, like I was on the timeline a little bit after the game, I see a lot of people talking about the offense. The offense tonight had a 124.1 offensive rating. Fourth quarter offense could have been better. There were things they could have done. But 124, that would have been the greatest of all time. That's a great offense. The problem tonight was defense, in my opinion. Michael Malone agreed. Keep going. Jamal Murray also, by the way, asked by our own Harrison Wind about that last shot, about the timeout, and he said, you guys have seen me take that shot a lot, I and I make it. So for him, it was a thing of like, guys, that was a great shot, exactly what we wanted. You call a timeout, we're going to get the exact same thing. So I think the team lives, feels good about it. Jeff Green, he, uh, believe it or not, Uncle Jeff came in hotter than Michael Malone. His first quote, it's the fucking finals, man. Our energy has to be better. Um, um, when asked, though, about, you know, going on the road, he said, hey, we've done it already in this playoffs. We understand what's at, at stake. And he said it's not going to happen again, meaning the energy and the effort, the discipline that they had in this game is not going to happen again. He was resolved about it. I want to go over to Eric Spolster, who I think had the best quote tonight, because another talking point I saw was some people saying, hey, turn Jokic into a scorer. That's the key, right? Make him a scorer, and that's when the team lose. He was asked that question. He interrupted the person asking and said, uh, yeah, I could see how you would see think that to the untrained eye. <laughs> to the untrained eye. But to anybody that knows what they're talking about, that's absolutely ridiculous. So I happen to agree with them. I hate those narratives. They're so easy. They're so simple. Again, Denver scored tonight. That wasn't their problem. Their problem was defense. And then lastly, Jokic, he said the team didn't play the right way in the fourth quarter. He was very calm about the game, very, you know, classic Yoke. Um, but he said discipline is going to be the key to shutting down the three-point line. He thought their discipline defensively in guarding the three-point line tonight was why they lost the game, in particular in the fourth quarter. And the last thing I'll say is he was asked about the mood in the locker room, and I've never seen this before. He said, what was the mood in the locker room after the game? And he sits for a second, and he looks over at Nuggets PR and says, can I just not answer this question? And Nuggets PR said, yeah. And he goes, okay. And then just sat there. So a little levity for you here. You know, just decide. Uh, <laughs> cool. Are we back? Kale, our mic's on. Uh, Adam, any other parting thoughts here, man? Just your sort of thoughts about what you saw tonight, the vibe in the arena. Floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to give you this one. This is my big takeaway on first watch. I got to get into the details and really see why Denver defensively struggled the way they did. But the finals, at some point, every level toughness becomes a bigger deal, mental and physical toughness. And I think there were guys tonight, some a little bit of a surprise, KCP, I think, but other guys a little less of a surprise and is going to be a big challenge that came up so short in the toughness department, mental toughness, game plan discipline as part of toughness, and then also you miss a couple shots. How are you on offense? Are you still engaged? And of course, I don't. KCP tonight failed that test. He's a veteran. I feel confident he'll bounce back. Three fouls on three-point shooters was absolutely a difference maker in this game. It was it was really really rough. But Michael Porter Jr., who has been fantastic all year, one of the big questions we had was how is he going to handle handle the tough moments tonight? I thought he gets a, a D minus or an F plus in that department. And it's going to take a lot for him to bounce back now on the road where they need him to make shots, but they also need him to make defensive plays that he just didn't make tonight. That's With you, man. Help. With you, man. Thanks for everything, Adam. Get home safe, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, we're going to hit a few more Super Chats, and then we're going to get out of here. Tomorrow, Adam and Harrison will be back. We're all going to rewatch the game. Come back with some hangover takes, but also some more in-detail takes. You know, that first watch is always its own thing. It's emotional. Emotional. Big Namek, moving forward, does Malone finally use challenges? I mean, Probably not, but 
Anything is possible. James Bolt flying out from Australia tomorrow. Can't wait to meet you all at the oh, bar. Yeah, Nuggets never are win. The, are you the only one left in Australia? Just, <laughs> just yeah. walk around like last man standing or uh, like Will Smith and uh, I am legend. Nuggets <laughs> never win when Jokic goes 40 with five or less assists. No passengers. Tim Johnson. So many Australians. Wrapping it up for us. First <laughs> loss in a month. This is the NBA Finals. <laughs> Nothing is easy. Can't wait for the Vibes Wednesday at DNVR. Just one win in Miami. The Vibes will be restored. Need Mike and Kenny to show up, and they will. Keep calm and nug on. Keep calm and nug on. You're right. This is the first loss in a goddamn month, man. It has been a very long time. A long I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's the finals, too. It's the finals. You know, it's not March. I get it. I get that people are antsy. It's not supposed to be easy, and we'll, we'll find out what happens together in Game 3. Over a thousand of you hanging out anyway after a loss on a Sunday night means the world to us. We appreciate you. We'll be back for you tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah, Until we will. then, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to be a rough night. <laughs> Bye. Let's go.